Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. It's your Friday. Welcome. You you did such a great job at work. If your boss didn't tell you so, let I me mean, say so right now. I'm impressed with the work you did. It's entirely likely you didn't do a great job at work, but you know, we don't care. I don't. So there's also that. Like, You're a winner be, in my eyes. Sure. Which is does today like national cliche day or something? Like are we trying to throw out as many as as many Just as we can? Like all of them, Daniel. There's all no of them. You there's miss, no lion team. You miss all the shots you don't yes. take. That's right. Uh like, hey, we're glad you're here on the locked on podcast network we are the locked on bulldogs he's daniel i'm clint and we are experts at being fans we are not insiders by any stretch of the imagination so don't come looking to us to find out what nolan smith's favorite dish is in the cafeteria i don't know and quite frankly i don't care i'm sure there'll be a feature on it at some point this season if you're interested i'm sure you'll be able to figure it out um yeah he said we're georgia fans if you're a georgia fan you're looking for a podcast we're a real Georgia fan conversation, not some sort of insider predictions or uh, just people trying to get you to read their articles on their website. Uh, that's who we are. We are experts at being Georgia fans, uh, and so are you. So this is a podcast for you. It's a podcast for fans, by fans, to talk about the stuff fans want to talk about. You can email us at LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. Subscribe to the show. Download the show. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Tell a friend about the show. Uh, share the podcast on Twitter. Tell the pod. Tell your aunt who doesn't have Twitter about the podcast. There's so many ways that you can help out the show. We appreciate all of them. We appreciate mostly just you being here uh, to hang out with us on a Friday. Hope you have had a great week. Maybe it's already Saturday when you're listening to this or it's into the weekend. Um, uh, hope you guys have a, a, a great weekend planned. But uh, between now and the weekend, uh, we got to continue on the depth chart, the breakdown mm-hmm. of the roster. Um, Clint, we've gone by position group by position group. We are a little over halfway, a little mm-hmm. over halfway home, breaking down each position group on the roster. Uh, and today we come to the tight end position. We're going to talk about this tight end group. We're going to talk about the players we expect to impact the team the most. And then third segment, we're going to get to a little. Uh, we're going to get to a little uh, power rankings. Am I reading this correctly? Is it is it whiskey related? It's power. That's rankings. what it is. It's the best whiskey that that you and I have had. Top three of our favorite, and maybe I shouldn't say best. I should use the term favorite again because that's that's what we need to talk about. Yesterday we talked about Lane Kiffin, and today we get to talk about whiskey, which seems like it all goes together. Very related. They all it all ties in, kids. There's a theme. (laughs) Uh, But first, let's talk about the tight ends. Uh, This is a little bit easier. It is. When we are rattling off the depth chart, surely there's more. Clint, am I missing? Are there I names mean, that we've forgotten to add? Or? I mean, there are there are names on this tight end okay. depth that we have. I don't want to say, gosh, I don't want to say overlooked, uh, but maybe Daniel. I I don't know. Mitchell weren't really? Mitchell weren't. 
Huh? Are you overlooking Mitchell Wernz? Apparently. I mean... Hmm. Um, uh, I do think... Yeah, I think I think we got five names on the list. Um, uh, and they read as follows. I believe uh, there's the freshman Washington. There's yep. the transfer McKitty. There's uh, the the Wiley veterans. <laughs> yeah. Ryland Goode. Ryland Goode. Gyald. Am I saying that right? Gweed. Gweed. If you keep at it, you'll get there. Is it Gweed? I don't want it to be, but I think it is. Gweed? All right, that's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> Fitzpatrick and then uh, Seether is going to round out the list. Um, uh, Brett Seether. Uh, John Fitzpatrick, Ryland Goad, um, uh, as well as the two newcomers. Clint, what jumps off the page when I read those five names so eloquently and, and with did, such great pronunciation? Great. Uh, what yeah. jumps off the page at you? Uh, what jumps off the page is I just I, I hope that this tight end group is chalked to potential, but very lacking on the actual on the actual performance of this of, of production um so yeah so what jumps off the page is potential high production very low or question mark from these players well, yeah what jumps off the page to me is um it very much feels like just a complete changing of the guard at tight end like this is a this is a total turning of the page last year you feel like you got a glimpse of zamir white you feel like you've seen james cook for a couple of years you feel like you you've seen kenny mcintosh last year you start talking about the tight end group and charlie warner and eli wolf they before got- that you know you had previous iterations of tight ends but none of these guys have made a contribution, apart from maybe special teams, to the University of Georgia ever. Like, never. And so, it, this feels like a... I, and to be honest with you, uh, Wolf and Warner both had their moments last year. Fine. But I think it feels like a breath of fresh air, if I'm going to be yeah, honest absolutely. in the tight end position. I feel, I feel optimistic when I look at this list. I feel... Hopeful. That's what I. That's what jumps off oh, the page to me. This is this is very much like our entire offense. The tight end depth chart signifies or exemplifies our entire offense. We we all said now, Georgia fan, you better you better listen, okay? Because you said you wanted a new look. Okay, here's your new look. Just reset everywhere, and tight end mm-hmm. group is included in that. Yep. Uh, We're going to come back with some more specifics on how the tight end group shapes up right after this. So we got the same questions that we always ask, Daniel, of these position groups. Uh, And let's start there. Key contributors, and and this is hard, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's not many. All right, there's five names. So should we ask the same thing that we've asked of others when it's a shortened list? Should we ask who has the most receptions? 
I think we absolutely should ask that. And um, I, I believe that the answer to that question I, will come as a shock to absolutely no one <laughs> who has who's been with us for more than 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. I think the answer to that question is Darnell Washington. And I don't Uh-oh. believe that it's particularly close. Uh, Clint, last year. Yeah. Uh, do you know who led this team in receptions? Not tight ends, across the board. Oh, receptions just by anybody. In total. Uh, I, I, well, gosh, could you imagine if Cager had a full healthy season? Could you imagine how many receptions he would have had? I think about it often. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I think I, about it I often. just made myself depressed. So mm, there we that's go. cool. How now we're that? back. Now we're back. It's got to be Jorge, right? It's Jorge 49. Lawrence Cager comes in second, all the way down at 33. Jeez. What a gap between one and two. Um, You got to go all the way down to ninth on the team last year in receptions before you get to Eli Wolf. And you got to go all the way down to 11th before you get to Charlie Warner. Eli Wolf and Charlie Warner had 13 and nine receptions, respectively. Oh, my. Darnell Washington might not have 22 receptions this year, which is that number combined, those two numbers combined. Is that how addition works? But he will get close to that number. He will nearly replace in receptions all the tight ends from last year's team, if not exceed them as a true freshman. I, That's my prediction for Darnell Washington. He will lead I, this team in receptions of the tight end. Ask me who I think the freshman that's going to make an impact at the position is. <laughs> I think we'll go ahead and skip that question. We for this probably round. won't need to discuss it. Uh, Daniel, I, I just... Look, I, I don't know... Can you remember the last tight end, a younger freshman or sophomore tight end coming in and taking the... A team by storm, an SEC opponent by storm. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I mean, Mizzou had those two tight ends, but I don't think they were so young as true freshmen coming in doing so. Uh, the cat from Florida, I don't, I don't know how, how what year he was. Um, I don't either. I, I mean, Notre Dame senior. I'm trying to go through the list of tight ends, and it's just, I wonder why that is. Uh, 20, 20 receptions even for a tight end in any college offense seems seems up there. It it does. Can I hit you with a couple of numbers that you that you might enjoy? I would. In two thousand eighteen, there was a tight end that had twenty six receptions, and then he followed that up in two thousand nineteen with twenty three receptions. So he had over 20 receptions in two consecutive seasons for 256 and 241 yards, respectively, averaging nearly 10, 10, averaging right around 10 yards per reception per season uh, in, in both of those two seasons. Would you like to know his name? Give it to me. His name was Trey McKitty for Florida State University. 
See, and this is this is glorious, Daniel. See, this is I I think McKitty leads this tight end group in receptions. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think Washington talk about a sky high ceiling. The the dude is just a different cut. Okay, it's not close. Put him, stand him next to anybody else, and he looks like a tackle, runs like a wide receiver. It's scary as all get out. But I think McKitty is the one that's going to lead this team in receptions for tight ends. I, um, I, I mean, it's very real possibility. Let's move on to what I think is a much more fascinating conversation. Clint. Okay. Who is the guy? There are three guys left. Yep. Their names are Ryland Gould. Just so we're clear, since the start of the podcast, I have learned definitively how to pronounce this man's last name, and I will not do it. So, Ryland Gould. <laughs> I mean, that's somebody's name, man. I... <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's too fun to say. It is. It's too fun to say. Uh, John Fitzpatrick. And uh, Brett Seether. Who is the player that emerges out of those? There will be a yeah. third tight end. Uh, we we run three tight end packages, people. There will be a third tight end who gets at least a decent sniff of playing time in this offense. Okay. Who will he be? I'm tempted to say Seether. The kids out of South Florida, if I remember correctly, was a a recent addition to the recruiting cycle last year. Mm-hmm. Red-shirted. Red-shirted. Athletic freak. He's got a good combo of side and speed. Can't block with a darn from what I think I understand about him. But new to football, new newer to football than other recruits. I'm tempted to take him just because it's a total wild card. And I, mm-hmm. I like me some wild cards in that. But I'm going big old John Fitzpatrick. Daniel. Big tall drink of water. Just a he, big old. 6'6", 235, 240. Dude just sitting over there saying, I'm going to practice bench press because I'm going to throw some outside linebackers around. Fitzpatrick is not going to be the guy that's catching lots of touchdowns. He might catch like a little sneak out route, you know, like a little escape valve on a play action people forget about him he catches a tight end great get you some but i think he's going to make a name for himself on setting the edge run blocking and being somebody that shores up the run game uh and and we're going to be talking about him and kirby kirby this sounds like a perfect post-game presser where when kirby talks about the keys of the game he talks about john fitzpatrick and setting the edge and maintaining blocks downfield for the run game um, you know John Fitzpatrick is not the only six six two forty tall drink of water, right? Who right. plays tight end in mm-hmm. Athens? You just can't help saying his name. I'm going with Ryland Goaty, and that's the official pronunciation, by the way, just to prove to you that I know what it is. I'm going with Ryland Goaty. Uh, as my player that makes a name for himself this year. This is a big man. This is a highly recruited big man. This is a legitimate four-star. This kid's not new to football. This kid's not just some like athletic specimen. This is a kid that knows how to play tight end. 
This is a kid that Absolutely. has been through it. He redshirted last year. Um, and so he, he is a redshirt freshman as well as see there. Fitzpatrick obviously has a year on both of them. He's a redshirt sophomore. Um, but but I like this. I, I think this kid, Godey, has a real shot to emerge as the third option at tight end. Now, he is going to be behind these other two guys. But, you know, who knows what the 2021 recruiting class is going to look like. Mm-hmm. But Trey McKitty is a one-year situation. So, if Trey McKitty is a one-year situation, then these three guys are auditioning for mm-hmm. tight end two in 2021. So, it's a big year for these three guys. And one of them is going to emerge, and, and my money's on Ryland to make that happen. I like so it, Daniel. See. I like it. We shall see. Hey, uh, we got a little bit of time before we get to our whiskey conversation. Just really quick, um, since we're talking about stats, you, you encouraged me with your statistician on things. Do you know uh, Kenny McIntosh's average yards per rush last year, Daniel? We're taking him back to the running back position. We're taking him back to running back really quick. Okay. I, I told you you inspired oh, me. Gosh. Clint's well, got, just, you, you can't see this. You can't see this on the audio. Clint's got his shirt off right now and it's just... <laughs> Just the Kenny McIntosh tattoo is in full display. You, it's it's uncomfortable, but I'm used to it at this point. Like I don't know what else to. It's, it's just. It's not it's shocking. The way, it's the way that it is. <laughs> sure. Uh, or maybe I should say this: Kenny McIntosh led the team in average rushing yards per attempt last year at seven. DeAndre Swift six point two. Let me go down the list. I'm keeping scrolling here till they. Oh, Zamir White five point two. Just okay. Just food. First for of all, five point two yards of carry is nothing to shake a stick at, and the fact I, that Kenny McIntosh had one carry for seven yards for an average of seven yards per carry on the year doesn't doesn't really Zemir, impress Zemir me. Zemir all White that didn't get more than seven yards on any carry. I watched all of them. He got two yards per carry. That's a generous five point two. I think they actually inverted the numbers. It should be two point five, not five point two. <laughs> Hey, we're going to come fantastic. back. I cannot uh, wait, by the way, uh-huh. to make an official Locked On Bulldogs podcast bet with you about who has more rushing yards, Kenny McIntosh or Zamir White, because it's coming. That bet you gotta is get, coming. You got you to give me odds on that. I mean, that's not odds. a fair bet straight across. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, odds. I get, You're talking about this kid leading the team in rushing. I, I know. I know. I wish I didn't say that. Right. Hey, number one to 100 tight ends. What do you got? Oh gosh, Daniel, this is so hard. Um, Washington's presence makes this go up. I got to give it an eighty-four. I am going to give it. I'm telling you, I think we might have two tight ends on the roster that are better than anyone we had on the roster last year. So uh, that's that's true. I I, I think I think I think we're up there in like the eighty-eight neighborhood i like i think this is a i think this is a unit that's we're going to get legitimate production out of which we did not last year whatsoever so i've got some hope and some optimism all right let's get to the power rankings let's get to power rankings power rankings a little little off the beaten path okay so come with us as we go what about us is not off the beaten path clint well just off the top of your head i can't think of much Daniel, okay. really, really oh, can't. All right. 
Well, okay. then this is all. This is right about where the path you would imagine that it is. Then it. It to be fair. Risky. I mean, if you thought we are degenerates because we talk nothing but UGA sports and we added betting and we give you locks, you thought it couldn't get worse. Hold my beer. Literally, no, hold it. I don't want it. Hold because yeah, hold it. Take it away. <laughs> Take it away because I have whiskey coming. Yeah, there's something better on the way. Not <laughs> not interested. All right, Clint. Um, let's review for the for the people's benefit. Okay. Whiskey is obviously a drink of the of of the the classy, the sophisticated, yes. and the adult. The adult. That's right. Um uh it comes in many varieties. It does. Or all of those varieties on the table for us. All varieties on the table. Rankings. So so let me All varieties let me try. of whiskey. Scotch, bourbon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tennessee whiskey. Mm-hmm. Rye American whiskey. whiskey is what American we call whiskey, that. whiskey. Yeah. Irish whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's all on the table, Daniel. It's all on the table. Okay then, and we are going our three favorite bottles, like brands, like like yeah. bottles. We're going right. our three favorite bottles. Correct. Obviously, these. Yeah, is this is this is irrespective of price. But obviously can yes. include value. It can. In in its in our and, consideration. And I would say favorite. We're not saying best. Yeah. We're not out here, we're not cigar aficionado putting mm-hmm. on the great pairings with a nice yeah. Maduro. That's that's not what we're about. Okay. We're about our we're favorite. Mm-hmm. All right. Go ahead, Clint. Okay. I'm going to start us off. And this comes at me because this is my tried and true. This is what is in my cabinet. This is what I'm mixing things with. This is I always have on hand. If you come to my house and I offer you one, this is what I'm going to offer you. Because I, I this is the first time you're coming to my house. This is not the fifth mm. or, the, or the tenth. Okay. It's a great, that's a great distinction that you're making. It's, oh, it's a, I, I Let that be said right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just know if you've only been on my house a couple of times, I'm not giving you the good stuff. I'm going to open, I'm going to open one cabinet door. Uh-huh. But I am not going to open another cabinet door for you. You think I only got one <laughs> bottle, and that's all you'll ever think. That's cute. <laughs> that's, that's cute. cute. <laughs> that uh, you think and, that. And that's Bullet Rye, Daniel. Bullet mm-hmm. Rye whiskey is my on-hand favorite go-to. Ain't messing around. It's not going to break the bank, and I'm going to enjoy every single sip of it because I know what I'm getting. Bullet Rye whiskey. I'm a big fan of Bullet rye i'm a big fan of bullet bourbon um it is also my bullet bourbon is my go-to first time over at my house i'm hosting a christmas party i'm making old fashions Mm. i've got the big jug of bullet out Mm -hmm. and that's what that's what it's going into the christmas party for like 35 bucks at costco man it just it it doesn't end it is yeah and Listen, it ain't like it's going to go bad in there, okay? Mm-hmm. So don't. <laughs> but it does not make my list. It okay. does not. Listen, it's because it, it's there's a reason that it's what I'm giving you when you come go over to the house, and like I love it, and it's a it's it it's it's a great. It was it was what I got started on, but it's not. It does not make the list. Coming in at number three on my list. Um. Is Old Granddad 114 mm. bourbon? Now, 
It's a little hard to find depending on where you live. I happen to live in the great state of Tennessee. I live 40 minutes from the Kentucky state line. And so bourbon is not difficult to acquire where I live. Um, so <clears throat> old granddad 114, it's higher proof. It's 114 proof, which means that it's 57% alcohol, which is more than some people like. Uh, but it tastes fantastic. Uh, and it is reasonably priced. You can get it for about $30 a bottle, which is, which is sensational. And um, it is a, it is one of my absolute new-ish, recently introduced to it, new-ish favorite whiskeys that I've had. Daniel, uh, it is a fantastic whiskey. I completely agree. Uh, others in this category, by the way, if you're looking around, Buffalo Trace, I think, yep. fits similar to this category. Yep. Uh, it's really good. Rebel Yell is another great one I've mm. I've found. Reasonably priced. Check it out. Do it. Um, but, Daniel, I, I'm going to go... Man, this is hard for me. I have an easy favorite one, and there's one that I don't know how people are going to like. Basil Hayden's. You have a nice Basil Hayden's. It's... Mm. It's delicious, mm. but mm. but I'm going to stay off of it for a moment. Okay, okay. okay. Is this your number one. two? This is my number two. My number one is locked up. I have an easy number one. It's not even not close. even. Okay, got it. it. Okay, this is got my it. number one. Is just the easiest decision I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, number two, and I just recently had it. Uh, it's Old Forester Prohibition style, Daniel. 1920. 1920. That's exactly right. I'll okay. be at the Old Forester Distillery in, in just in a couple of days. So what? just a, I'm already I'm already looking forward to the flight that I'm going to be tasting. Gosh, gosh, just beautiful bourbon, Old Forester 1920 Prohibition style is a fantastic, fantastic bourbon whiskey. Uh, like it a lot. Get your hands on it. That's my number two. Uh. I couldn't, I got no disputes about that. And um, my number one is actually, I'm, I'm going to go with another bourbon for number two. Uh, but my number one is is not a bourbon, which is odd because I am a, almost an exclusive bourbon yeah. drinker when it comes to whiskey. Um, uh, but my number two, speaking of Buffalo Trace, Distillery happens to own this bottle these days, have acquired it as of late. Uh, Weller Special Reserve, Clint. This okay. is a little bit, uh, oh. a little bit on the, it's a little bit on the next tier. Yeah, this is not the value bourbon that you're gonna no. get. No, you wait for um, birthday. No, but it's also not gonna, it's not gonna kill you. So we're not talking about like Pappy Van Winkles or something, but like oh, Weller Special Reserve, from what I've heard, it is actually the same mash bill as Pappy Van Winkles, like actually the same recipe. Okay. Um, it is definitively the smoothest bourbon I've ever had in my entire life. It's absolutely exceptional. So if you're looking for something. That you can you can run into it 
for about, if you find it, you can run into it for somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 or $60 a bottle, which oh. is not insane. No, that's and not it bad is, at all. I was, I was typically thinking is, like 80 It is definitively the smoothest bourbon that I've ever had. Weller Special Reserve. The Weller 12-year is also good, um, but uh, it's a much harder to find. Weller Special Reserve is where it's at. Uh, this next one is just the easiest one in the world for me. This is uh, every Christmas I go ahead and uh, buy myself a little Christmas gift, and it is this <laughs> that I buy every single year, Daniel. Uh, because ain't ain't nobody looking out for the whiskey uh, in my house mm. save me. Okay. Listen, sometimes sometimes you just need to wrap something up and just stick it in the corner. You know, that's all you gotta <laughs> do. All right. Yep. Just say this one's for dad, and that is Whistle Pig Rye. Whistle Pig is my favorite whiskey. Uh, newer on the scene, uh, which caused some some consternation amongst some people. There's a little bit of a revolt over how much they had aged their whiskey if they've been new. That has been put to the side. They have won many awards. Whistle Pig Rye is my favorite. Doesn't have the absolute bite. Doesn't have the nastiness. And look, by the way, by the way, right now, if you're looking at us and you're saying, "Hey, why isn't why isn't a Fireball?" on here. I'll tell you why. Um, oh, no. Is somebody because thinking that? I, I, I guarantee you right now somebody is. 100% guarantee you somebody listening to this will be like, what, what happened to the fireball? I'll, I'll tell you Honest to why. God, is that, like, that didn't even cross my mind, Clint. Is that I, happening? I I guarantee you, Daniel. Is that? 100% that, guarantee. Bull. Okay. I guess. Here's why. Okay. Here's why. And this is, I'm, I'm not, this is not an offense towards you who's thinking it right now. It really is not. It is but a little. It, well, <laughs> sure. It's not on the list because, well, we're adults. And oh. Fireball is what you have when you are sneaking shots or trying to get absolutely you-know-what faced. That's mm-hmm. that's what Fireball's for, okay? I, I got no time for that in my life. Uh, I got time to enjoy a couple whiskeys as I go to bed. And my kids are screaming their faces off. And Whistlepig uh, Rye makes that really enjoyable. It's fantastic whiskey. You should try it. Let me. Which Whistlepig are you going with, Clint? Because the, I've seen I've seen I've seen more than one. There's the farmhouse. There's the, the farm rye, stock. The, the yeah the farm stock. Sorry, farm stock. Uh, haven't mm-hmm. had the farm stock yet. Okay. So okay. this should be the the Whistlepig Rye. Uh, it should be just a standard for them. Maybe, uh, maybe the twelve or the fifteen year. Is it the ten year? There's a ten, uh, twelve, and a fifteen. Okay, then then the twelve. Uh, haven't had the fifteen yet. That's that's a little bit of higher up in price point, but the twelve year I've had, uh, and it's delicious. Whistlebig has got a a rye um, called the Boss Hog. Oh, and um, I, I mean I've never had it. But I'm intrigued by it. I was at a bar the other night, a cocktail bar, and it was uh, it was 172 dollars for a pour, yeah, of the Boss Hog, <laughs> yeah. So, so guess what? We'll, intri- guess somebody guess, else will tell us how that is. Guess I'll continue to be curious about it. <laughs> My number one, um, and, and we'll we'll get off, get out of here with this with our degenerate alcohol talk. Uh, my number one is um, 
away from the great state of Kentucky and across the pond to the oh. wonderful world of Scotch. My number one favorite all-time whiskey is a good old Lagavulin 16-year mm. uh, Scotch. It is an absolute kick you in the face, like peat yeah, scotch, peat filled. It feels like someone blew smoke into my mouth as I'm drinking it. Um, in somehow, and I get that there's no way that this is going to make sense, but in somehow the best possible way, uh, it is the scotch of choice. Of fictional character Ron Swanson, and it is the scotch of choice of real-life character me. Uh, Lagavulin, 16-year. It is not cheap. Uh, again, it's probably like in the $100, maybe 120 depending on where you live. Price point, it is a birthday gift or a Christmas gift or something. But it's fantastic. Uh, it is not something that you break out and share with your friends. Uh, but it's definitely something that you enjoy <clears throat> with people that you really like, and it's my number one favorite all-time whiskey. So uh, that does it for us for power rankings. It does it for us, I would say, for the year for alcohol-related so. talk. Like I think, I think we've pretty much gotten it in. It. I think we we'll, next power rankings is going to be just all about the Braves. To your point from yesterday's oh, show, gosh, like, and we're just going to absolutely gonna, we're just going to be. <laughs> Uh, we will be back next week. That does it for this week's shows. We'll be back next week uh, to talk more UJ football. We'll get we'll get all caught up with all the things that are going on. I, I don't know basketball team. We might. I don't know. We might. Oh, gosh. I don't know. We had gosh. a week off. We had a week off. I think we next did. week we will be back with a basketball okay. team. We will. Okay. Okay. We are back. Okay. I'm saying it now. We're back next week with a basketball team. Speak it into uh, belief, man. Tune in anyway. Even though we're going to be talking about the basketball team next week. Uh, we'll be back Monday. We'll see you guys then. See you.